right, pancreation philosophy, back in your eardrums, it's episode 148, I'm your host Pocholo Cruz, got my producer, as always, as always, yeah, 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 and we got, let's see, we got a Patreon, we got patreon.com slash pancreation, you can find us, pancreation philosophy, shout out to the sponsoring philosophers, we got Chinese philanthropist Big Wang. We got Tom Kravitz, and we got my Turkmenistan friend, Rustam Hamamedov, real person. And, yeah, thank you to those guys. Thank you to my homie on SoundCloud, Flown Forest, supplying us with the intro music. And, yeah, let's talk about our guest today. We got Belton. Belton, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, man, what's up? Uh, you had me at Big Wang. Big Wang, yes, yeah, yes. I, I, I actually lost every train of thought after that. <laughs> I'm stuck on Big but, Wang. But yeah, but we don't want to, we don't want to mention well, previous careers. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. all I hear is Big Wang Rustam. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, yeah, my name is Belton Lubas. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I'm a coach. Um, you know, it depends on the art. I, I guess uh, prior to this podcast, like, what should we call you? Yes. It actually depends. And, you know, okay. obviously respecting your art, you want to... You want to give homage to mm-hmm. a title, um, so and, and not that I'm title hungry or anything. It's just it, it really reflects the respect that mm-hmm. a grandmaster or somebody had given you. So mm-hmm. let me give it a quick rundown. Okay. <clears throat> um, so I teach three Filipino martial arts. Okay. Um, and imagine if you are a black belt in in judo, Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu, and sambo, something like that, right? Yeah. So that's the same thing. So I'm a tuhan in Pekita Tersha Kali. Okay. It's one of the most uh, world-renowned arts that's out there. A lot of special forces, military groups uh, teach that art. Okay. Um, I'm under Grand Tuhan Leo Gahe um, okay. in Bacolod in Philippines. Okay. Uh, and so then um, the second one is I'm also a guru in Balintuak. Okay. And Grandmaster Bobby Taboada, Taboada Balintuak, he was, he was a boxer. And so I loved, uh, I was gravitated to that style because of his boxing and him being a fighter. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we can go into a little bit about art versus combat, combat sport, etc. But okay. that kind of... I, you know, when I see something, I, I gravitate towards it. I get passionate about it, so I started pursuing that. Okay. And then I'm also a senior instructor um, and the West Coast training director under Dr. Kelly Warden. Okay. And that's uh, Modern Arnie's Roots. Okay. Uh, Grandmaster Remy Preces was his professor. Uh, he is uh, known as to have started all the Arnie's programs in Philippines. So okay. as the PE classes, I mean, he has yeah. stick work. That's because of okay. Professor Remy Preces. He passed away. And Datu is the first uh, American Datu ever to achieve that title, our first non-Filipino, oh, wow. and uh, he trained special forces at JBLM, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm um, under currently training and um, being taught and under lineage of uh, with Ro- Professor Roland Gutierrez, who is um, one of Pro- uh, Professor Rick Lacero's black belts. Mm-hmm. So Rick Lacero being a original Dirty Dozen, mm-hmm. one of the 12 guys that first got their black belts in America. Mm-hmm. And Henato Virissimo, or Charuto, or Sensei Charuto, who is mm-hmm. BJ Penn's, uh, who gave BJ Penn his black belt. Oh, so, wow. okay. so th- uh, that's, and then uh, obviously other influences along the way. I started back in 94 and I moved from Guam to San Jose. And so I actually okay. was training out of there when we put our guy in at UFC 6. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah, that's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> really really, really then, dating yourself yeah. there. Well, yeah. And then I'm also a Kruyai, K-R-U-Y-A-I. Kru means teacher. Okay. But like my Ajahn says, it's one who invokes change or, or uh, develops change in, in people. So 
uh, a teacher, uh, crew yai. Yai means elder, so just a, a senior instructor. Okay. So I have a d- bunch of different crews, or puchoi crews, puchoi meaning assistant or junior, mm-hmm. kind of like blue belts versus brown belts. Mm-hmm. Got it. And the kriyai maybe is like the black belt. Ajahn would be the red and black belt, you know, okay. if you were to look at it from that perspective. Okay. Um, and Ajahn Suchart is known as the father of Muay Thai in Toronto, in Canada, coming from Thailand. So I'm directly under him with the Sports Authority of Thailand and the uh, Department of Education. And mm-hmm. so I've got roots in that. And he also has three world champions, Simon Marcus, you know, okay. Matt Emery. Oh, yeah. So all those guys, you know. So um, and then I do some other stuff too, like Silat, um, Modern Chamande. I'm a guru in Modern Chamande. Uh, um, and so what else, what else, what else do I do? <laughs> How yeah, much there's time other, you got? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's other minor systems and things yeah. that I've dabbled in in other <clears throat> FMA and and, and, and whatnot, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, martial arts is, is, is a lifestyle. It's a career. It's it's something that I do full-time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, for yeah. sure. So, I guess let's go back to, like, the origins of that. Like, how did you get, like, how did you get your first, like, oh, star? What was your man. first taste of martial arts? Uh, yeah. Street. Streets. Uh, I mean, yeah. let's, let's. I, I was, <laughs> Ender's, Ender's laughing because this is, like, I don't know, a common theme amongst most Filipino guests. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I listened to your video or your podcast with uh, Josh Saliva. And, yeah. And so, same same thing. You know, he talks about LA and growing up in the streets. And yeah. actually, we were just chatting last night. Um, and so, um, the commonality in that um, is if you're Filipino, and, and maybe this, and this is just my experiences, I'm not going to. Yeah. put a, a culture or a race or anything to it but yeah i grew up in guam yes. and if you grow up in guam back in the late 80s mid 90s mm-hmm. man i don't know any moment you just weren't fighting yeah i mean you just look over your shoulder and mm-hmm. it's like hey mm-hmm. belton and you're like oh gosh here we go again yeah yeah <laughs> okay which one of my cousins messed up or yes. what you know what village you from oh yeah. you know what's your last name and it's yeah. just you know it's not even really a gang thing it's just your territorial no pride yeah. it's so always scrapping Always scrapping. Always scrapping, yes. You know, so, you know, when you grow up fighting, um, and and, and I can confidently say this, if you claim you're from Guam and you're in the mid-90s, if you've never fought, you're not from Guam. (laughs) You ain't from Guam. Yeah. People are like, yo, I'm from Guam. Like, when were you born? You know, how old were you back then? And and it's like, never fought? I was like, the girls fought. Everybody fought, man. Yeah. And either you got picked on and you just shut up and took it and fought back or you fought. Yeah. There was a lot of this uh, Filipino against Filipino, Filipino against Chamorro, Filipino yeah. against other islanders, and so there was a and, and being uh, born in Guam, yeah, um, you know, and I'm all tatted up and I've got I look like an islander, but yeah. you know I'm Filipino, so I yes. connected with the islanders because hmm. my dad even spoke Chamorro. He was there oh, since okay. the you know my grandpa moved there in the 40s, 50s. Oh, no, okay, <clears throat> so it's it's hard because um, um, you know I, I, I you identify it's like being yes. Filipino American, yeah. you know. So, you know, my roots are Filipino. I'm actually Visayan from yeah. Iloilo. And, okay. um, and that's why I started researching my Filipino martial arts. Because yeah. I want to embrace something that I can Embrace your heritage. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, you know, I grew up fighting. Um, you know, I was bullied. I was bullied yeah. from first grade to fifth grade. I mean, mm-hmm. how many kids can say in second grade, I got jumped by 10 guys yeah, for yeah. no freaking reason. And I'm like, what's going on right now? Yeah. Am I getting my butt kicked right now for no reason? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I moved to San Jose, um, San Jose, California. And then that's when I um, trained out at American Trap Fighting System, okay. or ATA or ATS, I forget what it's called. Okay. And we put, put Paul Varlins, the polar bear, in UFC 6. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But if you remember back then, there was no rules. And it yes. wasn't called MMA. No, it, it was, was called not. No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and if you remember back then, it was a lot of dojo storming. Yes. Yes. Every time. And I can... <laughs> <laughs> You somebody walk in the gym and they came in with a group of five, six guys or half a dozen guys and you yeah. knew it was up. Here yes. we go. My teacher, yeah, right. And yeah. my teacher looked at me and goes, 
yeah, you know, welcome to blah, blah, blah. And, and they were just like, yeah, yeah, we want to see what's up with this no holds bar stuff. And it's like, yeah, step on the mat. Belt yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. I was yeah. 18. <laughs> yes. You know, because when my teacher first got a hold of me, it's like, oh, you trained before. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, where did you learn to fight? I go, just growing up. Yeah. And, Yes. So he, he, I remember his comment. He goes, "What's with you, Islanders? Always like to fight." No, that, that that's true. <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's like most. Well, as Ender has now, he, well, I have now learned like, through like, many podcasts. Yeah, through many podcasts. So like, what, aren't you like fifty? Yeah. <laughs> like, have you been through this? No, get no. Yeah. no, man. Yeah, you. No, which is funny because that's the thing. It seems like well, I know because he, he's talked with me, and it's like, oh, did, does like fighting just kind of happen? It's like, yeah, fighting just kind of happens. Yeah. yeah, from there. Yeah, yeah. I've never experienced any of that from I the mean, mean streets of Bothell yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> I have yeah. lineage from the Philippines but I was born yeah. and raised in America yeah, I mean yeah. like yeah. White, predominantly white like suburbs like I never yeah. I've never been in a fight I've never yeah. seen a fight yeah I mean aside from martial arts it's... Yeah. so what's what's crazy to you would be crazy for me it's like what do you mean you've never been in a fight no, yeah. that's the thing because that's right? crazy to me yeah, yeah. so yeah. I mean some of my Best friends became became it was because of fights. Yes. you know. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. This was literally maybe a month ago too. Yeah. I'm 44. Yeah. So if you, if you do the math, um, this guy texts me. He's like, "Hey man, do you know blah blah blah?" And I'm like, "Yeah. Why? What's up?" He goes, yeah. "Dude, he remembers fighting you." And I was like, "That's like back in like well, I was like what seven eight or yeah." I was like, "That's so long ago." Well, yeah. I know his wife. And he goes, <laughs> "I heard stories," and I'm yeah. like, "Oh man," because you know. Yeah. I can tell you right now, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belts in here, yeah, uh, the, in the Pacific Northwest, in yeah. Washington, that I'm like, I remember you back in Guam. Yeah. <laughs> I used to bang it out. Don't be yeah. lying, bro. But, yeah. Yeah. but you know, it, that's what martial arts does. It changes your life. I know for it, sure. It, your, your lifestyle, your, your philosophy, your, your inner being. And, you, you, you know, you grew up maybe uh, expressing it a different way. But I think, and listening to your podcast with Josh, and yeah. he went through the same thing too. You know, oh, for sure. more discipline, more, more respect, all that stuff comes in. But... Yeah, it's uh. He, I remember we he moved in the neighborhood, and I'm like, "What's up, Calamendo?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so we fought. Yeah, and uh, he kicked me into these bushes, and I got all these thorns. I got scratched up, and then he goes, "Wait a minute, what time's your mom coming home?" And I went, "I don't know, about about you know soon." And he's like, "We gotta get your bandage up." <laughs> but we're yeah. more scared of our mom. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. he's like, "Oh, hello, auntie. Like, yeah. What happened to you boys? Oh, nothing. You were just playing." And then we're like, "Yeah, dude." <laughs> but I mean, we were like full on, like let's go, yeah, you yeah, know. And so yeah. it's funny because, you know, in America, and I think this, I personally believe this is less accountability. Oh yes, mm. people well, out well, walking around like they think are all that. Well, yeah, if your neighbor, your neighborhood guys would just beat the crap out of you, maybe you wouldn't act like you're tough. Oh no, no, for and sure. And you got your yeah. neighbor who slaps you upside the head, and I'm not, in, I'm not encouraging abuse. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. dude. If you're three streets over, uncle, because back then, I didn't even know who my real uncle was. Yeah, because you had so many guys that you called. And he goes, yeah. get over, boy. And you're like, oh, oh I'm going to bring you to your mom. And your mom's like, what did he do? I'm like, oh, man. Because yeah. when you're done with him, I'm next. And I'm like, yeah. so that's why I think there was a little bit more discipline back then. And oh, yeah. I'm not, you know. You're this just is humbled from yeah. an earlier age. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, I mean, so going back to the roots, yeah, that's where it started, you know. And then I go to San Jose and I'm like, what the hell is this? I was yes. actually looking for Kempo. Okay. Um, Remember uh, secret? No, the weapon or no human weapon. Human weapon, yeah. I was like, oh man, I could do Kempo. because yeah. I didn't want to do and no disrespect to your arts, I won't even name it, but I didn't want to do some of that flashy this that yeah. the other. I wanted, I wanted something that I can relate to because okay. you know when you yeah. go out fighting, it's like you see the other side you're like, oh, yeah. come on, man. I need, I need something that works. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. so I walked in this. My sister goes, hey, you got to go to this guy's gym. 
And so I went, and there's literally maybe half a dozen of us, and uh, it started in the garage just like this. And then yes. um, <clears throat> we, I go, what is this? He goes, well, we do a mix of things. Yeah. And I'm under, a mix uh, of things. Yeah, <laughs> under, right? And, yeah. and MMA wasn't even coined back then. No, yeah. He goes, well, I'm under Ernie Rage's senior, so I'm technically a third-degree black belt. I train yeah. the Olympic judo team, so we do judo for the throws. Yeah. I'm also a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, so we do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Chinese boxing, boxing, Muay Thai. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. Like, yeah. So we did the first class, and I'm like, I'm hooked. Yeah. They go, oh, we got this guy preparing for UFC. And I'm like, who? Six foot eight, 320 yeah, pounds. Yeah, Paul Barnes. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, go fight. And I'm like, remember, there's no time limit. Nope. No weight no class. No class. Only, yeah. And basically, we didn't have no gloves. No, yeah, no. So, no gloves. Yes. We would crack each other. It was. Yeah. So we do the class, then we do the sparring, and then we do the lock the door sparring. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and then. Yeah. Yeah, probably not something. Well, it's past anyway. But yeah. you know, they'd be like, "Hey, Bill, let's go to the the bars. You wait out back." <laughs> well, we bring them out, and yeah. so we test. We get yeah. pressure tested. You know? Yeah, experimentation. Yeah, was, you know, mm-hmm. of yeah. course, brutal yeah. back there. Trial by yeah. fire. Yeah, you got thesis, and now we'll we see. got these gloves. Yeah. I think the hockey gloves, and we cut the tips off. Yeah, <laughs> because we were. Uh, I, I remember I broke a guy's ribs off a, a shovel uppercut. Yeah, pop, and I heard that crack. Yeah, and I was like, "Is that my knuckle?" Oh, is that, yeah. I looked up, and he's like. I was like, oh, dude. And so she was yeah. like, guys, we can't keep going like this. I'm like, I know, we're killing each other here. Yeah. Yeah, but it sucked back then. I yes. mean, I think, but out of that, I mean, and you guys know, obviously, you're, you're martial artists and UFC fans, and mm-hmm. look at the evolution of the sport. Oh, know? for sure. For sure. I guess, like, what was it? I mean, you're talking about your early, like, your early introduction, like, so what exactly about it, like, kept you in it? Like, like what about the martial arts, like, took your... You said you got yeah. the bug. You said you yeah. got hooked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, fighting was... I was hooked on fighting. Yeah. I was hooked on martial arts, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, let me, let me backtrack. Um, so, then I went to college. I went to Oregon State, and I remember training out of Straight Blast Gym, and... Randy Couture was training next to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he hadn't made his appearance and I'm like who's that guy <laughs> that's Randy Couture he's gonna yeah. do his UFC appearance I'm like UFC whatever done that. <laughs> been there done that you know I was acting yeah. like yeah. but I didn't know who he was you know yes. and I was like oh shoot that was Randy Couture you yeah. know because um, he was assistant wrestling coach at Oregon State Yes. so that's where I got my, my undergraduate degree in physical therapy I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist so I did that and I did my, my master's in healthcare administration but yeah. I was always a movement guy I okay. really loved analyzing movement and mm-hmm. so I think that's where my coaching comes in because I'm more of a movement guy. Mm-hmm. Nor did I claim to be, and I'm saying this outright in public, and I've said this to before because there's other coaches. Yeah. You know, he was never a pro fighter and yeah. went to went at this level. I'm like, I don't care. Do I? <laughs> I, I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not a Lumpini champion in Muay yeah. Thai. I'm not this. But yeah. what I love is is developing the basics, foundations, mm-hmm. and having allowing a person to express their style yeah. and be who they are. Because like Ajahn Suchart says, foundation before style. Mm-hmm. So what what happened with the bug? It was actually. Um, Philippine martial arts brought me back. Oh, okay. Because when I saw stick work, I'm like, oh man, that is some cool stuff. I'm like, yeah. What is that? Yeah. You know, that looks like the human weapon stuff that I was originally looking for. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the guy, and he kind of looked at me and goes, well, "You're Filipino." I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "It's your art." I go, "Wait, I have an art?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we have an art. Yeah. I was like, "What?" I thought we I was, just fought each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you see it all the time. And I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Look at all your action movies." And I was like, "Oh." So I started training in that. Yeah. And then, um, and then found out also Muay Thai was included. Um, yeah. I didn't have BJJ, and then that's when I went to first started at Gracie Baja in Bellevue mm-hmm. uh, with Professor Rodrigo because uh, I wanted to revisit that. I didn't tell him yeah. I was a blue belt in '94, yeah. '95. I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just you know respectful. <laughs> yeah. Ten years later, yeah. So uh, I took a ten year hiatus. I trained on my own. I tried to keep up my training. Yeah. Um, but I got the bug when um, 
I started training Filipino martial arts again. Okay. And then when I did that, I called my dad. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you're Lolo this and be this and that. Yeah. And found out it wasn't my family. But yeah. you know this as well, you guys being Filipino. Your yes. parents always want you to focus on school. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and they didn't want you to see what they went through yeah. growing up. Yes. My dad can tell, I mean, the, the stories I've heard of just the f- stuff that they went through in the Philippines. And, yeah. you know, you've got... You got your village, you got your land, you got yeah. fraternities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, those of you who are listening, you know what's up. You yeah. know, I'm talking about the Filipino fraternity systems and and just all this stuff that, that later I had to find out. You mm-hmm. know, and a lot of that I found out through cousins and, and, and running into people that are like, do you know, do you know do you know what you who your bloodline really is and all yeah. that stuff. So with the Filipino martial arts came back all the other arts and then I opened up a gym in Kirkland, right actually off of here one sixteenth, Element Element Five Fitness. Okay. And um I used to have fighters come through because they needed to get work. Yeah. Then they would see me hold mitts and like, wait, you train too? And I was like, Yeah. So the first group that was there were the White Buffalo Warriors. Ah, yeah. Almost their whole team would train out of there. Um back, you know, shout out to, to the White Buffalo Warriors, you know, Will uh, Will as a management manager, and then even before Dex Montenegro became pro, he was training out of there and yeah, oh yeah, a couple of guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, Amy. That's yeah. actually where they met. Yeah, <laughs> they met there too. And yeah. uh, Ricky Krabby used to come through yeah. to learn yeah. sticks, and 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 uh, you know, shout out to Ricky, long time buddy. Yeah, and we would we would flow. Yeah, we would do flow. Some <laughs> we would Ricky, do Ricky's flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And say, hey yeah. man, I'll teach us a stick. Let's let's, let's, let's grapple a little bit, bro. So, uh, <laughs> no, not to get him in trouble, but yeah. hey, that was 10 years ago. That's 2009. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then um, I think I just never looked back. Yeah. Um, I ran some gyms because I was a personal trainer for 24 Hour Fitness. And okay. I opened up uh, uh, downtown Bellevue. So that okay. was my gym I opened up. Okay. I ran a gym in Utah and I ran gyms in Portland. Okay. But then it just wasn't the same. I just felt like, you know, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, with all due respect to those who, who are business owners, yeah. it was a numbers game for me. You know, yes. and I was like, yeah, you know, I want to go back to like helping people. You were quite passion- as passionate yeah, I wasn't, about I wasn't it. as passionate. Yeah. And I think they were ready to promote me to the next level. And I just mm-hmm. asked, asked three questions. Yeah. So like, I just want three questions answered. Okay. One, name somebody in my position that has a family because I was getting married, 777, mm-hmm. has kids and yeah. is hitting over 100%. And they couldn't pick one. Oh. So that meant to tell me oh. there was imbalance in their life. Yeah. If they're making lots of money, they weren't married. Of course. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. If they were married, they didn't have kids. That makes sense. Yeah. If they're hitting 100% and married, it was a broken marriage. I mean, it was just... Yeah. 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 I was like, you know... Some, something's got to give. Yeah. I was like, you way. know what? Boom. 30-day yeah. notice. And then I opened up uh, Element 5 Fitness. Okay. And that's and then when the martial artists started coming through, I'm like, man, I miss this stuff. Yeah. So my gym started evolving from... Okay, I started putting heavy bags up. Yeah. Laid out almost 1,000 square feet of, of wrestling mats. Yeah. And then uh, the, the MMA team came, and then I was like, then I was training with them, training them, and training with them. Yeah. And then uh, I decided, you know, moving forward, this is what I want to do. And mm-hmm. then I opened up Elite BJJ Factoria. So okay. Yeah. That was my gym originally, and then um, now it's Warrior Street Martial Arts in Bellevue. So. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Kind of a shortened version. Of the <laughs> yeah. A short synopsis. Of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's quite the saga. <laughs> yeah, man, just, just a short saga. Little things right along there. the way, Philippines trips, training sure. overseas, and mm-hmm. Thailand, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, that's mm-hmm. all that stuff is just you know, if you're a martial artist, what you do full time, and then mm-hmm. you know, you're you're always learning. You know, because yeah. I think when you stop learning, if you stop moving, you stop growing, then you become complacent, you're dead, from you know, yeah. stagnant. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So I guess in 
I mean, yeah, in your short synopsis of your martial arts journey, I guess what um, what would have been some yeah, because you so pretty much Filipino martial arts like brought you back like into into it. What's like, what about in finding out about your heritage and like training in that? Like, what about it? Like, I guess like in finding out more about like how how is that how is that training how is that how is that related to like your earlier training like from there yeah uh you know filipino martial arts is a combative art right yeah so it's it's true nature and what it does is a com- combat art yeah you have combat sports yes so the biggest difference is guys who are are um you know getting onto the mat or the ring or the cage and they're like well of course it's safe you got a corner you got a ref mm-hmm. you got rules yeah the moment you introduce one rule to a fight, it's it's not a fight. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a sport. Yeah. Right? So, you know, hey, I'm going to fight you, but, 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 and if I say but, that it's is not, not a fight. fight. Yeah. yeah. But if it's a fight, I'm going to spit in your eye, thumb your eye, kick you in the nuts, and pull your hair, and then jab you in the throat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I win. And that's all that matters. I'm going to get home to my family, and I'll kill you. Yeah. You know? I think Filipino martial arts is really, you know, if, if you've been, if you grew up, and I think you said this in your last or Josh talked about his last podcast. Yeah. If you grew up fighting and you saw some of the dirtiest things done in fights, yeah. A real fight is not pretty. No, it's you know? not. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to it all. I think it's awesome to have skill sets. I think it's awesome to be a ranked 5 and 0, 13 and 2 MMA blah blah blah. I'd take a a biker from a street uh from the street in a in a bar over that guy any day because there's something about understanding the environment and reality to, to get your back mm-hmm. and they won't stop you know if you if you think about the rule sets that you train in if you're conditioned to stop if you're conditioned to don't go there you mm-hmm. know because do we aim for the groin no we don't no. right but remember back in the well, no holds bar <laughs> <laughs> remember back in no holds bar day yeah 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 man you our training our training was kicking each other in the nuts at times yeah. we had to train pull, that pull, way. pull in the hair yeah, yeah, yeah. you had to because yes. that's the rule sets that box that you were you're confined to so Filipino martial arts says hey man I'm gonna parry your shot take my knife slit your throat mm. and it's like oh but what and I'm like yeah and that's hard to advertise in my gym like by the way I teach you how to kill yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. come you join me learn how to slit throats <laughs> bring, bring your kids <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know Good um, family fun sign here make sure this liability form is solid yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, Filipino martial arts um, it gives me a sense of pride of yeah. who I am as a Filipino oh for sure um, I, I never got to grow up in Philippines so I didn't have that 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 uh, experience. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that luxury because maybe it's not really. Luxury, <laughs> it's, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It, it is an experience for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I, uh, because of that, I, I felt detached. Yeah, just like anybody, a Chinese American, Filipino American, anybody Amer- slash American. Yeah, they're not from the homeland. You mm-hmm. know, you, there's a detached. Feel like a dis- disconnect. There's a disconnect. There. Yeah. yeah, and for so. Sure. It's funny because I meet actually guys who moved here from Philippines. I'm like, I would never eat dinner guan. I'm like, what? <laughs> dude, it's all about that yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Let's eat yeah. some balut, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it, it gave me a sense of pride. It gave me a sense of attachment to, to, to the motherland. Yeah, to the culture. And it's something that. like, yeah. wow, it's something I can call my own. Yeah. Because what does every art have? Chinese have kung fu. Yeah. Let's, Brazilians have Brazilian jiu jitsu. I mean, yeah. let's keep going. You know, uh, Thailand you, has Muay Thai. Muay Thai. So, yeah. what's Filipino have? What? A karaoke? <laughs> yeah. Jabberwockies? Hey, we're, we're good at that stuff. <laughs> right? I mean, well, Jabberwockies yeah, is pretty yeah, cool, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. But like, uh, one that thing guy about... from Black Eyed Peas. But what yeah. the I can say about Filipinos, man, yeah. and I'm going to say this, and it might sound a little lopsided, but 
we take something and we try to make it better. Oh no, for sure. We we, yeah. we you know we dance, we dance good. Yeah. We we we, we hip hop that crap out of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, boxing. Yeah. You know, if you actually look at Manny Pacquiao and mm-hmm. you look at boxing, I don't know if you ever understand the roots of boxing and some of the it's the, yeah. the Sullivan days. Yeah. You know, why did they come to here? Yeah. It's double double knife. Yeah. Double reverse knife. So. Yeah. Yeah. A guru Dan Inosanto explains it really well. Mm-hmm. Puts a, a, a nice little history behind that. And yeah. Some of the naval guys that would do the navy boxing around oh, yeah. the Philippines. They oh yeah, like your grandfather. Yeah, yeah, he was big in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at Panantukan or empty yeah. hand Philippine martial arts, yeah, we treat the hands and we treat the blade. We treat everything bladed. Yeah, you know. And so you know, you can't you can't separate. <laughs> you can't that. double pillar a, a knife coming at you, right? So well, I mean, you of, can. It's not gonna. You can yeah. Right. yeah. There's a little yeah. hole right there, stab yeah. right through. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of evasiveness. There's a lot of great body movement and mm-hmm. and and quick and reflexes. I mean, so I think. Now, Philippine martial arts, I think those are cross-trained. I mean, look at Anderson Silva. He's yeah. doing sticks of Guru Dan. Yeah. yeah. Your awareness. Plus, also working left and right side of your brain. Mm-hmm. Those double stick patterns, right? Yeah. yeah. What is the uh, right hand doing on the left side but attacking here? Isn't mm-hmm. it just a back fist? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Building that kind of dual nature. No, but I think mm-hmm. I think, I think think that is true, though. I th- and I, for some reason, yeah, just in the global like perspective, like I don't think Filipino martial arts gets as much, you know, it's not as rooted... As like as Muay Thai is like Thailand, yeah. or as like Kung Fu is to China, mm-hmm. or like Taekwondo is to like Korea. Yeah, like, for, mean, for whatever some, reason. As someone yeah. born in America, I didn't know anything about Filipino martial arts until someone told me. Yeah, yeah. and, and you were yeah. how old already? Yeah, from there. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a teenager. But my fear is anytime you take a combat sport or combat art, I should say. Yeah, and you sportify it. Like, look at judo when it became a sport. You kind of like lose yeah. some of the yeah. essence of it. Yeah, because you have to put yeah. rules in there, right? Yeah. So when you yeah. put rules, boom. You know, I mean, what old school judo. Look at the old school judo compared to the judo now, you know. Look at some of the, the, the combat taekwondo versus the, the when it became an Olympic sport. And, and there's other experts that can talk about it, but yeah. this is just kind of my limited knowledge of what I've seen. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yes, are there going to do sport, our knees fights yeah. with padded stick and yeah. know, pads and helmet? Man, back in the day, they used to, they used to have yeah. death fights. Yeah, you know? just exactly. Like, That's how they tested because yeah. it, yeah. it was a fight. Yeah, and there was a contract. You signed it. You're yeah. like, hey, I know I'm gonna die, and let's do this. Mm-hmm. Man, that was. I mean, out of that builds warriors, and you mm-hmm. look. Oh yeah, for that's, sure. That's a little different mentality. And mm-hmm. look at Muay Thai. It's mm-hmm. original form. It's a. It was a military art. Mm-hmm. Yes. It wasn't a sport. It became a national sport. Yeah. You know, then you got guys who evolve, like your Lerdzillas, your Sanchez, and mm-hmm. the guys who are uh, the, more the evasive guys. You got these guys who are more clinch guys. You got yeah. these. So that's where the kind of styles. Yeah, like the there. styles. Yeah. But again, foundation before style. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. mean, as at least the way I see it, as time passed, the why we made these combat arts started losing its value. I mean, we wanted mm-hmm. to. We came up with martial arts with combat arts mm-hmm. to you know kill people yeah, but yeah. now we're in a time where killing people isn't as prevalent wait what wait so, what what are you talking about <laughs> huh? you know yeah. is it a full pot to do that <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and you look at the villages right protect yeah. your village yeah. so right yeah. you get these gardening tools yeah. that had a little scythe at the end mm-hmm. oh isn't that a karambit yeah you know so then they grab that hey protect the village yeah yep and then they you know and then the filipinos had to hide their art, which is no, we're just dancing. Yeah, mm. look at the chicken dance. The <laughs> yeah. Hey. yeah, wait, you're not practicing combat, are you? 
No, we are the Spanish. We've been ruling you for 300 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, so anyway. Nope, not practicing anything here. Exactly. But I mean, exactly. the sportifying of all these martial arts is just product of the times. It yeah. Is, exactly. Yeah. There are, there's less Spanish occupation nowadays. Yeah. yeah. For now. For now. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> right? Right? They're just waiting. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. that's yeah. the only reason I don't get too choked up about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mean, but if, if if I can hold on to something and and, and spread it and, and, and share that, and that's passion, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all I'm trying to do. Of yeah. course. Yeah. So I guess in terms of like, what exactly like, how do you determine like that line or like how? Because like, because understanding that there are students who are the in in it for the sport, but then how do you bring I guess that art element back back mm. into it? Yeah. That's a good question. So. Just kind of kill them. <laughs> you, you kill them, but a little bit. A little bit. So, yeah, I think what yeah. you can do is bring more of a mindset sure. and a spirit of that nature into it. But you cannot, um, you can also bring in uh, concepts and principles. Because concepts and principles are, are, are greater than than uh, a move or a drill. Yeah, mm-hmm. the individual of course. techniques. Yeah, because yeah. You can, you can, let's yeah. take an arm bar. Let's yeah. take a simple arm bar. Yeah. What is that? What is an arm bar? If you were to define it scientifically or anatomically, what is it? A hyperextension of the elbow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In attempt to cause so if I grabbed your arm, yeah. if I put it against that post right there and I pulled, but I provided a backstop, am I not causing an arm bar? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. but, but, but aren't I supposed to mount, you know, grab, put, squeeze your knees, yeah. sit back, and then... No. I can, not necessarily. I can find yeah. it wherever I can find it. So yeah. now... I taught you one concept, but now you you know seventy five arm bars, mm-hmm. or do what do what do teachers do? And this yeah. is the problem with coaches. And I say this to those coaches out there because I know a lot of great coaches. They go, mm-hmm. okay, we learn our thirteen arm bars. Why is it thirteen? Yeah, why why, 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 why just thirteen? Why why is why it, just teach a concept? Why is it quantifying and, from there? And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And grasp that concept because yeah. those concepts and principles mm-hmm. are sound. Yes, they'll mm-hmm. last over time. Yeah, but and the the technique will change. Yeah, yeah. but. An armbar is just a hyperextension elbow. Mm-hmm. You That's find, never going to go away. Yeah, in yeah. the middle of a fight. That's just how human bodies are made. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're middle yeah. of a fight, if you push them against a cage and you kind of press and put it against your belly and you just pull that wrist and they tap, what do they, oh my God, what do you, is that, a, is that the belt, Beltonian bar? <laughs> That's how those names come out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, have you heard the, you know, uh, uh, the De La Hiva? Yeah. Oh, isn't mm-hmm. that just a, a single... Yeah. So, you know, they yeah. come up with names because uh, no, for sure. it, it, it comes back, it's, but it's all regurgitated. Yeah. It's all regurgitated. Like, is it really content. new? Yeah is, yeah. is it really new in that kind of sense? Because I think we were talking about that too last night, talking about like the techniques yeah. and like and, and the names for that. But it's like, yeah, like how, how it's just a bunch of nomenclature, but it's not like the yeah. movements have not been it's like, like, done before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's like, like the cover of a song. Like, right? I mean, I guess you played it a little differently, but it's still that same song. No, but it's like music in general. It's yeah. not like all there's all new notes that they come mm-hmm. up with. Like, let's go back time. in time. Look yeah. at look at um, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody ran up to saber tooth tiger and grabbed its throat. What did they <laughs> use? Weapons. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. things were weapon based. Yeah. And then then the iron the iron age came and all that. So look at a Superman punch. Mm-hmm. What is a Superman punch? Mm-hmm. It's a clearing of the line, mm-hmm. and then you thrust. Mm-hmm. So is that not? The same thing. Mm, okay. So when you have double sword, like with a spear, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of these stuff have roots, but then yeah. all it takes is one popular guy in a 15 million viewing uh, pay per view channel, and then it's like, yeah. oh my god, did you see that? Yeah, did you see that type of uh, guillotine? Mm-hmm. That's called mm-hmm. a beltantine. Mm-hmm. Well, how did he do it? I'm like, yeah, no, it's, just it's, a, guillotine. It's, a, it's a guillotine. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's the yeah. damn Ezekiel. Yeah. Wait, why is he even called Ezekiel? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
Yes. Like, Misdirection and timing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you go fishing and you catch something, and someone's like, whoa, I've never seen that before. It's like, yeah, man, it's just a fish. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm going to eat it. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just that simple. Yeah. So I, I think martial arts is beautiful in that sense. And I Absolutely. Think, um, I think what what I want to try to provide is just is just that if your foundation's there, and that's why I think learning traditional arts is, is beautiful. Okay. You build yeah. your foundation. Yeah. Out of that become, comes that, that beautiful MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Look at some of the most successful MMA fighters out there. Weren't yeah. they not like Lyoto Machida, GSP? Yeah. Weren't they not traditionalists at heart? Yeah. And then they, they were like, I'm going to express this in the cage. Yeah. You know? like, I think the expression, the yeah. art of, is, yeah. is, is what's important. Now you got your anomalies. Yeah. Like Randy Couture or <laughs> the guys who come in there like, with a, a great wrestling background, and yeah. then along the way, they they they've they've kind of figured out the sport. Yeah, but that's isn't that rare though. I mean, yeah, but I think yeah. in in that regard too. But then it's like, yeah, because Randy Couture you know, have been wrestling since like middle school or like or mm-hmm. earlier days. Then it goes because I think there's just a different expression of, yeah. of art from there, and that's like, it's if anything, that's like I think like American wrestling is like a very like it's a very like American thing like from yeah. there I think that's like something that's developed like that folk style oh, yeah. kind of wrestling for sure and, and for sure. I mean because I know a lot of people don't look at it in that kind of regards but you can see that mm-hmm. that is like that that is an American kind of martial art mm-hmm. and how it's been forged like from there yeah. so I think in that kind of mindset and it's guys like him yeah. and others that really kept kept redirecting the, the path of MMA in the UFC because yeah it was in a, like grapplers. Then it became wrestlers and catch wrestlers and yeah. you know shoot shoot wrestling. Then also yeah. it became strikers and then yeah. for strikers. Then grapplers who learn striking. Yeah, yeah. The strikers who learn grappling. And it's like yeah. what the hell? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's like like reactionary boom boom boom. Yeah. And it's like that that's how that development gets yeah. like, get gets made from there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And so. it's it's an ever evolving kind of thing. So that no, it's very fascinating. So, it is. It is. And uh, I think it happens in every sport, right? Yes. And, uh, you know, I think someone's just not old enough or haven't lived life long enough to go back in the day. Dude, they never changed that. Sport. I, I, you know, here's a good example. Yeah. I played volleyball for... Uh, and people are like, wait, you're 5'6". How you play volleyball? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> we had three t- three titles in Guam. And I played at Oregon State. So wow. I was a defensive specialist and a setter. But okay. volleyball in Guam is like football in Texas. Man. Okay. So okay. Um, back then, the game, the points were only to 15. Okay. You know, and you and if you won, uh, if you won the rally, you you, you moved over to the other side. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now it's above fifteen, and it's you just get a point every time you win the rally. Mm-hmm. Two. Now you can actually pick up the ball with your feet. You actually can, you can actually uh, stick your foot out and dig a, a, a spike. Okay. Back then you couldn't. Okay. You couldn't do that. Back then they were strict about carries. Now you can hold the ball longer than you can hold a baby. You know. Oh so, wow. I mean, okay. The, and and if you say that to somebody right now at, at, at your local high school who yeah. plays volleyball, they're like, "What? You, you did that back then?" Got it. Well, you guys are weird. So yeah, so, yeah, because like the the rules evolved. The, yeah, exactly. It's evolved. Like the mm-hmm. rules kind of dictate how the sport's played, and it's faster yeah. now. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. faster play, and it's yeah. just like, I mean, same thing to look at the athletes of of yesterday's mm-hmm. or the yesteryears, and, and yeah. Uh, and you're like, you know, and that's funny because you see this Facebook a lot. Would the Bruce Lee in his prime beat Mike Tyson <laughs> in his prime? Blah blah blah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Dude, you're talking about a different era. Yeah, chill out, bro. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah, and also like, yeah, different era, different kind of, mm-hmm. and also the like, yeah, just kind of different sport or different like fighting. Yeah. And yeah, when you get older, then you yeah. do uh, uh, another fight and say no knockouts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Tyson and yeah. what? <laughs> Tyson and Roy Jones. Oh my Roy gosh. Jones, man. <laughs> yeah. What the hell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you gonna watch that? Most likely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Wait, for the spectacle. Knockout it. coming. Yeah. Pause. Pull it back. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was like, I don't. Know, I saw that. No knockouts. So how is that gonna happen? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. 
Just no knockouts, uh, yeah. if there's a what's the other one? No knockouts, no uh it's uh, how many two minute rounds? Yeah. Uh, it's like two minute rounds and no winner will be declared. No winner will be declared. Because yeah. it's an uh, exhibition. Something about yeah. cuts or uh, I think I think if it, it does get cut, I think they well, stop keep it. In mind, yeah, they're all, cut, they're both stopped. really old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's about the fight ender. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be interesting to watch. Yeah. 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 The, old yeah. guy fight. Old, old guy fight. Masters Division. Mm. Oof. Yeah. That's me and the next BJJ. I'd have to enter that. Masters, whatever. If it's one or two, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess in terms of that, I mean, going back, yeah, because we're talking about art, talking about sport. Yeah. In terms of, I guess, let's say, like, yeah, you have, like, students that are looking to compete. Like, what's, like, what what's your, like, approach in, like, helping someone, like, for competition-wise, like, from there? Um, yeah. So... Competition wise, yeah. you know, I, I think I think living in America, we want things fast and quick. Mm. You know? Yeah, it's like that results space, boom, boom, boom. Sure. You know, you be you, <laughs> guy joins the gym, three months later says when am I gonna fight? I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Six months later when am I gonna turn pro? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think uh, it's it's individual, it's situational. Yeah. Um you know, um, you know. I, I know Armand took a street beast fight, street yes. beast fight, but because there's no fights happening, and he head kicked a guy that was. I mean, some of the most yeah. cleanest fights right now, street beasts in Washington, has been yeah. Armand's fight, and yeah, and then and I, took, we saw that boxing. His yeah, boxing yeah and, and yeah. it's funny because I know that boxing guy's coach, and he contacted me, and I was like, "Oh, dude, that guy's been boxing a while." And no, so, he's been boxing a long time. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember I saw that guy boxing like, yeah. over like almost ten years ago. But yeah. I was gonna yeah. say ten. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, but you know what? It, it, I think all people can understand all these amateur fights are just just learning moments. Yes, you know it's not like yeah. you're going in there losing five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. You know, yeah. you guys, we, we so preparing fighters you pay fight. to get in there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So teaching experiences. Yeah. So I think individually, depending on the, the, that person and where they're at in their development and their growth, is their foundation solid? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, are, do they understand what it's really going to take? And a lot of times, what these fighters or people or students. And even coaches, um, what we do, and at least I can speak for myself, is I, I'm constantly observing. I'm observing how serious do they really want to take this? Because remember, a lot of them don't even understand the reality <laughs> yeah. of what it's going to take to get there. Oh and, no, for for sure. Yeah, right. It, yeah. It's a fantasy in their head. Yes. Everyone wants to do it. I get it. We just came back from Montana, mm-hmm. and they do a Wimp to Warrior, oh, okay. and it's a 20 week program. Ooh, 20 um, weeks. Yeah, yeah. And so you sign up, and because we were there, we were the co-main event, and I'm. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking. Looking at all these people come up and they're average Joes. It's yeah. kind of like an average Joe or yeah. the Ultimate Fighter kind of thing. And yeah, it's cool because they go to 20 weeks and yeah, the form isn't all that, but man, the heart and they're like, mm-hmm. we want to do this. We want to experience MMA. Yeah. So it's really cool watching that and props, props to them for for putting on a show that, that gives people an outlet. Yeah. Now whether they, they want not they want to continue that that's on them. Yes. But for the fighters that come and say I want to fight, it's funny because I even look harder when they tell me that. Not in the beginning, if they're an experienced fighter. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then I'm like, well, why are you here? You know? Yeah. You know, why, what's, what's, your, what's your purpose? Are yeah. you... Because I think fighters don't develop enough time to develop a relationship with their coach and the growth. Because mm-hmm. when you develop a relationship with your coach, you, your coach is really looking at everything. Oh, yeah. But how, some of these guys, after a year or two, they, they bail. And then you're like, well, I was just starting to get to know you. Okay. Yeah. Well, good luck to the next coach that has to invest all that time. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they have to reinvest that. But then if they leave in like another two years, yeah. then and, it's like, and, what was that? And like that coach, that? And, and coaches who know this, we, we, we not only just look at everything in fighting, we look at your stability. 
Because if you're outside, just your mentality your, for yeah, sure. Your environment yeah. is yeah. is unstable. Yeah. You know, what people don't understand, there's a whole other part to fighting that really affect the fighter's growth. Almost definitely. I mean, yeah. their relationship, their yes. job stability, their 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 issues. Yes. You know. Yes. And all that stuff. It's so it's it's a constant battle, and I think a lot of people. It's so easy to scapegoat a coach or a gym, yeah. mm. and then move on to another gym when they don't—they're not internally fixing themselves. So when I look at a fighter, are they ready? It's, you know, is their foundation good? Mm-hmm. Have they have they been put under the pressure in a test? Maybe take a couple of smokers. I know Reese Andy puts some smokers where, yeah, you know, there's no winners declared, so there's no stress. But there's, getting yeah, that, there's no stress, but you get that experience, exactly. And then it, adrenaline dump. Yeah, exactly. And then to simulate because yeah. that's if because. In this thing with no winners, if that's how you react, how are you going to react when there is something mm. on the line? Exactly. Like so then you say, okay, yeah. this is what it feels like. And then they go, yeah, man, I don't think fighting's for me. That's good to know. Yeah. Rather no. than me going two years later going, yeah, you know, thanks a lot. And, and what people don't realize, you fighters, and I'm saying this out there, you guys take away from our families. Yeah. You take away from my business. You take away from my personal growth and development too. Yeah. And fighters are selfish. Yes. They're very selfish people. They have to be. Mm. Yeah. But... Sometimes that selfishness is negative. Yes. And it's okay to be selfish for yourself to grow, but it's not okay when when, when you affect others around you, you affect yeah. the tribe, you, tri- you affect yeah. your own coach. Yeah. So now, in all the years, in my wisdom of experience, you know, quote-unquote, <laughs> yeah. I've learned to kind of, you know, why, why doesn't coach, uh, why is a coach not right away just jumping at it? Because I don't have to. Yeah. I don't need to. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. here for the arts. Yeah. I've got pure Muay Thai. I've got pure Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I've got pure Philippine martial arts. Mm-hmm. I don't need 10 fighters in my gym to say, got it. oh my God, you're the gym. I yeah. don't need that. Yeah, yeah. Say, oh my God, you're a martial arts school. You're yeah. an academy. You're a place of learning. Yeah. Out of that comes a fighter. Awesome. I always tell people, I don't train fighters. I train martial artists. Got it. Because yeah. you want to express your martial art, you become the fighter. Yeah. Now that I am more than willing to go through that journey of self-expression, Bruce Lee, right? Yeah. Self, if I'm more than willing to do that once you decide that you want to be a student of the art. Yeah. But if you come here, yo, my name is John Doe. Yeah. Yeah, looking at your gym, I'm your next great fighter. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Hold on, bro. Let me. Yeah, cool story, bro. Let me look at my bank account for every dime I got. Oh gosh, I'm at five thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, it's like hear that all day, every day. The talent is so large out there. Yeah. I don't give a. Can I cuss here? Yeah, you can cuss. We don't don't give give a fuck. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you say that, because yeah. I'd rather have somebody who's who does it for maybe five fights, maybe it's yeah. three and two, or two and three, or one and four. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that was a great journey together. Yeah. I'm glad you got to do that. And I would feel like my investment. Yes. Because maybe he didn't reach the high levels of yeah. Bellator, UFC, or one or whatever. Yeah. But it was it was something he takes away, and we'll always share that moment. Yeah. I could care less, and I, I get that all the time, and I crack up. Inside, I kind of giggle. I'm like, oh, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's your experience? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But deep inside, I'm like, oh, God, here's another one. Yes. But it's when that student, after two years, like, hey, Kriyai, you know, um, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? You know, yeah. I, I think I wanted to fight. I I'm really, I feel like I've been developing myself. I'm like, man, you're looking good out there. Yeah. And I was sparring a lot. You think I can just do one Muay Thai fight? Like, yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah. That's that fighter. And if you look at Canadian Muay Thai fighters, yeah. remember, they used to come down and fight. Yeah, yes. And you're like, yeah. what's your record? Yeah. Um, oh, he's want to know. I go, okay, no, no, no. What's his experience? What, what, yeah, what's, yeah. How how long does it actually be? Yeah, no, you know, that, no, that's what they would always do. They would come, yep, they would come down. Me like, want to know? No, especially yeah. like from like Surrey and those kind of places. It's like, yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, wait a minute. How is he want to know? And they really are want to know. Yeah. The difference is they've been training for five years. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they've been really. They made that commitment. They made their commitment. So yeah. you're like, 
you are a damn good one and oh you look like a seven and two or yeah. ten and three because they embraced the art mm-hmm. they perfected the game they cut out all the sloppiness and they they refined it yeah and they chiseled away all the stuff that should but here in america Two months in. When's my fight? When did coach get on me fight? Yeah, coach, 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 coach. Like, well, oh yeah, you, you know that. You yeah. Know, even being young, you see all the people that like have pan out. Hey, I want to fight. And people yeah. get mad at these Canadian fighters. And it's yeah. funny because I'm like, no, bro. They're, yeah. they're really telling the truth. They're no. 1-0. Yeah. You just want to fight somebody because you're 0-0. Oh, no, so yeah. it's a proper matchup, yeah. per se. A proper matchup uh, on paper. On paper. It? But yeah. it's not. And so yes. that's, that's what people need to embrace is yeah. that mentality of like, I want to embrace the art. Really dig deep in the foundation to understand why I'm doing this and learn about yourself first. For sure. It's that then personal fight. journey. Yeah. yeah. Then fight. Yeah. The fighting yeah. should be a byproduct of your martial arts journey. Yeah. Whereas people the fighting make is it the focus. No, because the fighting is a small part of your martial arts yeah. journey. Yeah. You know, it's like you, your martial like, arts journey is more than just fighting. And I think that yeah. a lot of the people I've run into, they make it that sole focus. Yeah. And it's... it's and a, it's, it's funny because your single mom with three kids coming to the gym, they're fighting. Mm, Every yeah. day they're fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why you know one of the reasons I chose warrior strength, warrior strength. It's everybody's a warrior. Yeah. It's just the capacity. Of what warrior are you? Yeah. And one of my models is in, the, in what avenue? Exactly. Yeah. Unleash your inner warrior. Unleash your inner athlete. Yeah. Because you might be three hundred fifty pounds, but you even jogging fifty feet—that's athleticism to the mm-hmm. best of your ability. Yeah. A mom getting her kids ready for school, then still coming to the gym to bring them to jujitsu. That's a warrior. Mm-hmm. But everyone thinks it's a, this tattooed up bald, but that's me. No. <laughs> tattooed up bald. You know, you know like, you yeah. know, yeah, I'm here to MMA, you know, yeah. I'm Muay Thai. It's like, yeah. no, dude, I could care less about that. Plus, you don't pay my bills. Yeah. You know, let's be real. It's, it's always, they always want the handout. And I know I'm knocking down fighters, and yet I train fighters, but yeah. I'm trying to put that across so that fighters out there, if you're listening to this, yeah. man, embrace the art. Give respect and, 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 and homage to, to what you're learning and, 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 you know, let that make you evolve as a human being mm-hmm. and your all that stuff inside will manifest in the cage or the ring. For and sure. like, what is different about this guy? Yeah. I was just talking to, do you know who Black Lightning is? Yeah. Johnson? Yeah. And it was today. And he uh, said, what was the pivotal point of you moving from the outside game to working comfortably inside? Yeah. And, um... He said, you know, and, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me sharing this, and hopefully I'm not stepping overstepping, but it was the stability and just being satisfied in his life mm-hmm. where he's at. Yeah. And I think, and I'm only sharing this because it'll probably resonate with some people. When, you're, when your life is, is, is not the great, you don't have to be like a million or anything, but what I'm saying is when you get stability. Yeah. Then you can, then you, internally you can reflect and then you can pull the parts out of you that are the best parts. Yeah. But if you're busily battling job and, and, and relationship and, and this, that, and the other, or drugs, or alcohol, or whatever it is, yeah. you're, you're broken, man. You're, exactly. you're, you're being you're, pulled in different directions. You're unstable. Yeah, in and it ways. manifests. Yeah. So people don't realize internally manifests externally. Oh, for and sure. Yeah. I just told that to somebody today, and I looked at him, and I went, you're a mess, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Go. And I you know, came in to talk, and we were mm-hmm. talking about training. Uh Post-COVID, post-lockdown. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I just told him, I go, you need to fix your shit. Yeah. Because when you come in here and your negativity seeps into this Because it, tra- it transfers. Yeah. I got to yes. reset myself. I yeah. go, you don't understand how many times I have to reset myself because I don't deserve your, your bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I go, but yet you're so successful yeah. in life. But that's materialistic, you know? Yeah. You can be successful, you can have a nice car, blah, blah, blah. But if you ain't got your shit together, that's not success. No, it's not. That's an illusion of success. Because it's like multiple levels, kind of of what you're saying. It's like like a 
multiple pillars. Yeah. So just because you have one good pillar doesn't mean that everything is like yeah. like your foundation's good. Exactly. That kind of way. Yeah, it's a falseness. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. It goes back to that lack of accountability, thinking that something else yeah. is gonna get your shit together. Yeah. Whereas yeah. It should come from within. It's like accountability. I also think it's a lack of like looking internally, mm-hmm. of like kind of like yeah. you know like what what is the real issue, like mm-hmm. from from there. Like, so, why do you want to fight after two months? No, yeah. No, no. but I think it's not even, like, why you want to fight two months. Like, why do you want to fight, period? Like, mm. what are you looking to gain? Yeah. I think it's... Yeah. But I think that's the thing. A lot of people look to, like, what they can gain, but they don't put into account what it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, because... looking to gain two things. <laughs> swanging. Yeah. Banging. Yeah. Ooh, like, from there. Oh, man. That's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> 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 T-shirts coming soon. But, uh, <laughs> bang. Yes. Established 2020. <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, I think I think that's very I think that's very true, and I think also just like yeah, because your your yeah your art or your expression that really comes from you, from your lifestyle from mm-hmm. from how you live your life. Yeah. And I remember I talked to you about it, like oh yeah, just look at the people that we know, like how they <laughs> no, how they think, yeah. and how they live their life. It's like small things, all things. Like how you do that. Is gonna seep into like whatever you do, whether you know it intentionally or not. Let me ask you this: What's what's the average lifespan of a fighter? Oh man, like I'd say like, like total lifespan or just like fighting career. Oh, fight, uh, fighting career. Fighting career. I'd and say give me age too. Yeah, give me two answers. I'd say like, I'd say typically people start when they're around like, like twenty twenty uh, twenty four. Yeah. Like from that. To, to, to what to what yeah. age? To, I think typically. Typically, you're done. Like I think, I say most guys like done by thirty, early thirties, yeah, right? Early thirties, yeah. And you have your rare people. Okay, so exactly. let's look at yeah. that. So when people, that's when heavyweights are say, immortal. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's because they're dinosaurs. Man. That's because there's not a lot of them. Yeah. So when they tell me yeah. I want to be a fighter, I yeah. was like, okay. So you want to embrace something for ten years? Mm. Okay. And when you you're a martial artist, look at Sigum Taki Kimura, mm-hmm. one of Bruce's best friends. Mm-hmm. He came to my gym one time. I'm like, Sigum, what are you doing here? This was like. I know. So I sat there for like two hours, and he's just hanging out. I was like, "What the hell?" So he comes up, steps on the mat with his shoes on. I'm like, "Oh!" And I'm like, "But it's Sigmund, so I'm not gonna say anything." I'm just like, yeah. He walks up to my my student, just give your hands up, and I was like, "What the hell?" He just looks at he looks at another guy. And goes, yeah, "You can be seven feet tall, but I still kick your ass." And I was like, "Yeah." Then he goes, "Let's do push-ups," and I'm like, "Oh god!" He's in his yeah. fist doing push-ups. hundred ninety. I don't know, he's 94 now, 93. Yeah. And that was back in when he was 91, I believe. Wow. I want to be a martial artist. Yeah. I don't want to be a fighter. Because mm. anytime I can express, but if you tell me you want to be a fighter, so you want to live 10 glorious years. And then... What about the where are they now people? <laughs> you know, but if you're a martial artist, mm-hmm. that, that can, lasts forever. That can last forever. Yeah. And then you guess what for those fighters out there? Weird, you can actually have a career after fighting. Teach an what? art. Yeah. Teach an art. Coach. Yeah. Open up a gym and be successful rather than being that NBA football player that lost everything after yeah. millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, uh, you know, I've had this discussion uh, um, with, with a couple of Seahawks that I have trained. Yeah. And, you know, it's like they don't get that education on how to sustain a living after. Yeah, exactly. How to have a sustainable income. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a glorious ride, man. Yeah. But you know what? As a coach, and coaches agree with me or not, when when your fighter wins, who's packing the gear bag and the corner kit as as they're out there being lifted on the shoulders and there's thirty <laughs> fans and yeah. they're holding their belt and their trophy yeah. and yeah. they're getting the accolades. But when they lose, who's in the back 
arms around them as they're crying. Mm-hmm. Same guy. And mm. that that's what I mean by don't take my time. Don't yeah. take away my time from my family, but it better be worth it. Because yeah. I, I hope that you can pass it on mm-hmm. to 20 other people. If I have 100 coaches yeah. by the time I'm gone, whatever, yeah. and each of those 100 touch, uh, uh, touch 100 lives, then I, I did my job in this earth. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And impact those lives positively. But yeah. you know, if you're a fighter, all you did was just create a fan base. I mean, uh, are they changing lives? Yes, there's some. You know, I want to be like him. But then someone's like, yeah, kick his ass, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like how many lives are they really affecting? Like, what's yeah. the what's the depth of their impact? Yeah. And that's why I think like martial arts changes lives. Yeah, you know? I mean, you mentioned that fighters are inherently selfish, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But no, it's not. Yeah, I think there's one to. thing you can do after your career: you can give back. Yeah, yeah. totally. Repay totally. that debt. That and, yeah. and and don't get me wrong, fighters. I yeah. if you're listening, I say this, but I've known many fighters who agree with me. You have to be selfish. Sure. Yeah. You have to mm-hmm. say, I need to do this. No, not right now. I got to focus. I have a fight coming up in three yeah. months. I have a 12 week plan, blah, blah, blah. No, I cannot. I cannot party. I cannot do. I, you know, they have to be selfish. Two days coming in before, coming afterwards, staying afterwards. I get it. That is dedication. That's a positive selfishness. For sure. If Michael Jordan stayed afterwards to throw his, to watch that Jordan documentary. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Yes. That is selfishness in, 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 in some of his teammates go, man, he can be a, dick yeah. but you know what man he was doing it for the greater good of exactly. the team. he manifested that to his yeah. success he was doing that yeah. for us and, uh, yeah. and they respected him for that they didn't yes. like him in the moment but <laughs> yeah they but they respected him. yes and they were like we loved him for that because that's what brought in titles the reason he's being selfish is selfless mm-hmm. yeah. exactly and it's a weird whatever you want to call it dichotomy yeah, yeah it's a yeah. little dichotomy but sometimes yeah sometimes you have to be selfish to be selfless in that kind of regard mm, exactly yeah exactly because if they're not selfish, they're going to be pulled in different directions and yeah. they're going to lose focus. Exactly. And, and when the fight comes, it's like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then I'm and then the coach is to blame. <laughs> <laughs> again, it's that guy. <laughs> right. It's my fault again. Yeah. Always, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, but I think that's so true. And on, on the flip side, though, it's like a fighter should realize like how much, how much, yeah, they got to be selfish in their regards, but mm-hmm. also all the help that they need. Like, because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you then you need your sparring partners and yeah. you need like the people that hold pads for you and then your coaches yeah. and the people that like you need your team yeah exactly because you're not like Mr. T and like Rocky <laughs> Rocky too just like training alone so, and name some that. fighters that have yeah. been with their team from the start or yeah. if not numerous years and look at the success they've got yeah name some yeah you know who they are in the UFC they've, oh, I do. they've yeah. been with them for a long period of time they didn't just jump around no but man they because then your teammate knows your, your greatest strengths and your greatest weaknesses yes and it's up to the job of the coach to go, you know, we need to work in your boxing more. Yeah. I'm going to bring in this guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this out there. None of us are perfect at everything. Oh, There's no. no way. Of course. No. I don't yeah. claim to be a boxing, awesome boxing coach. Do I know boxing? Yeah. Do I claim to be, I mean, I'm, I, I understand Muay Thai. I'm also a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guy, but I'm not a black belt or a red or black. I mean, so you have to bring in guys that, that, that will make your fighter better. And that's, that's being... Humble in, yeah. in in terms of not or ego egoless, yeah, egoless. and going you yeah. know what I don't know everything and somebody asks me a question yeah. I don't yeah. go I don't pretend to know and I say hey yeah. that's a great question let me get back to you with the answer if not I'll bring somebody else in yeah and then your students and I say this to coaches and, and gym owners your students and your fighters will respect you more yeah because if if you try to control them and you think that you know everything yeah man you're gonna lose that fighter quick exactly. once they once they realize there's truth out there yeah, yeah. and if you try, try to hide try to be a know it all yeah. yeah don't hide that truth because it's one thing I, I won't hide. I won't. I won't hide that truth. That I'm not. I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not. Haven't mm-hmm. been there. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I haven't been at the UFC level. And I don't claim to be, nor do I care to be. Yeah. But if I'm part of your journey, awesome. It might end where you leave me. Yeah. Because 
I couldn't provide any more. Yeah. But most guys would be like, Coach, I need to work on this. Okay, let me ask, let me ask Simon Gudea from yeah. the UK, who's an awesome boxing coach, mm-hmm. uh, uh, on his setup for the liver shot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, movement's moving, right? So once he expresses it, and then I, we work it, and we go back to the lab. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I might bring in that boxer who's a golden gloves, blah, blah, blah. Hey, this guy has really great liver shots, and let's see if we can you know, help you. Or And then that's a coach. And guess what? I'm winning twice. My fighter gets the education, and guess what? I notch my belt going, mm-hmm. I just learned something. Mm-hmm. So for the next guy, I can do that. And that's how I gather knowledge. Yeah. I don't try to be, I need, to enter, I need to enter a boxing match just so I can claim I can train with boxers. It's, yeah. it, you know, because I've got that over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, Belton's uh, never been at that level. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. have I ever bragged about it? No. Yeah. So why, yeah. And it's funny because I've heard it from coaches, you know. Well, da, da, da. Then I have a pro fighter come to my gym. It's like, whoa, man, this is, this is pretty interesting. I never yeah. looked at it from that perspective. I go, yeah, it's mm-hmm. actually an FMA move. Yeah. And they're like, what? I'm going to try this. Coach, I pulled it off of the move in the fight. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, yeah, because it's a different look. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, it's, it's, and I'm, I'm, I'm so comfortable in myself that I don't really care now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think maybe back in the day I would have cared. And yeah. that's probably why I've been kind of just on the low. Yeah. Just training, learning, helping others. And, and it's coming back full circle. And then, mm-hmm. you know, been around for quite a while but now where people are like, hey, you know, go see Belton or whatever. So, yeah. And it's, it's good because I don't mind people coming over asking for help. But I also want to make sure it's reciprocal. For sure, for sure. I think I've, I've I've learned my lesson. I've given so much of myself in the past. To people that didn't give. And yeah. I hurt. Yeah. And yeah. The one who hurts the most is is my family and myself. For sure. Yeah. And the gym, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I th- I think that's the thing. It's like understanding. Yeah, understanding like that time is your most valuable resources. You know, yeah. and if you if you're giving your time to people that aren't, aren't gonna use it or aren't or utilizing it or aren't really you know appreciative mm. yeah, or respecting of your time <clears throat> yep. then that's yeah then that's time that you're better off spending elsewhere oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no I, th- I, th- I think that's very true like from there and i think yeah just like with the knowledge base like yeah like understand that you don't know everything and understand mm-hmm. that there are things that you can do better i think yeah. that's i mean that, that's a constant growth though that needs oh, yeah. to occur as a martial artist and it's like being comfortable with that being comfortable yeah. not knowing everything Exactly. From there. Yep. I think, you know, um, and, and that honesty will keep the loyalty. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, probably why my, my students have been loyal is because I don't try to pretend mm-hmm. or hide. Mm-hmm. So then they see that I'm also in I'm also in the trenches trying to learn too. With them. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. They say that yeah. the foundation for any good relationship is a solid open and honesty between both people. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. whoever it is. Yeah, just open that kind of open communication. Yeah. Like, That's why if we're going to have this relationship, you got to be honest with me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he looked in my eyes. Like, oh, He's man. like, what? Is he asking me out right now? What do I say? I'm on a podcast. It's like, damn, I'm flattered. Just, just for the record, he winked. But yeah. And I and I guess uh, well we'll go Dude, back. That, that was a fighting strategy. I just threw you a fake. And I, <laughs> I felt it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you gotta show up your foundation. <laughs> <in there>. So <laughs> you can't get rattled like you gotta that. Yeah, that jab, bro. Yeah, you gotta yeah, slip that yeah. jab, man. Yeah. So I guess okay. Back back on that regard, in terms of like foundation, yeah. like because you mentioned like foundation before style. So when you say like foundation, like what do you like? What, what do you mean by that? Like, I mean. Um, with all due respect to MMA again, yes. um, you get an MMA guy and you look at some of the Muay Thai techniques, you know, the knees, the elbows. Granted, it's for MMA, but if 
if you if you had a solid base in your knees and your elbows and your strikes and your leg kicks, and then you then cater it to MMA to 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 perform in that landscape in that arena, then it's just ten times better. Mm -hmm. But if it's a sloppy knee and then you try to work your way backwards, you know that's what I mean. So foundation, a good foundation. If you had a shitty car, and you know, <laughs> yeah, if, if the foundation is crappy, but you slap on a high performance engine. That's it's not gonna, gonna do anything. It's not gonna do yeah. anything. Yeah. So yeah. Make your, you know, before you throw on that nice, awesome engine, build that foundation of that car. Build it out right so its frame, its tires can handle yeah. the high performance you want to put on it. Got it. So, so, so then, it's like a martial arts aspect. Like, what would you say are like some common foundations or like foundations of martial arts? So I yeah. think I think wrestling. Yeah. Uh, you know, for 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 MMA, right? For yes. MMA. Yeah. So let's look at MMA wrestling. Good mm -hmm. wrestling program. Yeah. You know. If not, get some knowledge. Seek some really legitimate wrestlers. There's a guy that he was like, he comes <laughs> to the gym. And he's like, yeah. oh, you know, I like to join the gym. Language is a barrier, so I'm gonna pull up Google Translate. Yeah, mm. yeah. What do you want? Yeah. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, hey, it's like what that one Mongolian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. just like, and he shows me a picture of him and Jordan Burroughs, and I'm like, oh wait, wait, Agi. Oh yeah. 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 So I'm yeah. like, Agi. And I was like, you. Yeah. Yes. No, I've read into that same Mongolian guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've he, we've wrestled. had this experience too. He actually wrestled Ender. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he uh, he just competed in uh, in the L.A. for uh, sumo. Yeah, national oh, sumo man. competition. He won his division and he yeah. got and the all around he got uh, bronze at least. Yeah, that sounds right. Bronze. Yeah, yeah. And man, <laughs> so he uh, his his wrestling is just sick. And so what we're oh, doing okay. is we're, we're having him um, yeah. definitely um, you know help out with the wrestling and just. We're working with some other guys. Professor Roland has a great wrestling background. Yeah. There's a couple other wrestlers in the group that have performed at the highest levels. Then you got Combat Sambo, right? Mm -hmm. And Henry Galindez is the two-time national Venezuelan champion. So his takedowns is is, is sick, and he's he's been um, mm -hmm. working with the group. Uh, Muay Thai, obviously, you know, I have that Muay Thai background. So yeah. if you clean up mm -hmm. all those things, right? Yeah. And then and then out of that expression, and then mm -hmm. you have an and you work the MMA out of it, you know. Yeah. Like you take the BJJ and you you MMA ties it, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And you find find the transition points between the arts. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. That's when it. It, then that fight. Then you find out what what really what that fighter's uh, expressions are. Are they? Yeah. What their style are, is. Are they in that way? so strong in their stand up? So then yeah. you work their ground. But you yeah. know, obviously, if the fight's happening soon, you don't want to just like change game up on them but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah you just you, I don't call them weaknesses you find areas of opportunity yeah areas areas of improvement like yeah. from there areas yeah. of opportunity but you yeah. capitalize on strengths yeah to use that to to nullify their opponent mm -hmm. and then yeah. you areas of opportunity yeah and also things that we don't want to expose yeah because if you know that their ground isn't that great we don't want to expose that so yeah yeah solid takedown defense exactly etc and then shore up those yeah then along the yeah. way he's going to get better yeah. his ground game improves or shitty yeah. it's all connected yeah, exactly yeah. so that's what i mean by foundation sure yes. your knees your elbows your kicks your your grappling your wrestling your brazilian jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. your nogi um even some catch wrestling um maybe some judo for some throws you know um and then just going to combine that with some boxing uh, boxing huge you know so great hands great feet great um clinch great ground and then just put it all together and then add your wall work mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you want to realize there's a thing that's against you it was the earth in yeah. bjj now it's a wall yeah <laughs> no no but that, that's an integral part of like of mma just because mm -hmm. of that 
kind of structure yeah. that that's not present in like other in other combat sports. Yeah. Like from that, like in like in a straight wrestling match, there won't be a wall <laughs> that's, that's going to prevent that. Right. From that. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, so. I got forty yeah. by forty. Uh, mm-hmm. Square foot of, or mats, and mm-hmm. so sometimes I see them circling. I'm like, yeah. you know, you're not going to be circling <laughs> yeah. that much. Let's no, get real. No, no, no. It's very true because people yeah. get like a distorted sense of how mm-hmm. much space they'll have. Yeah. But then yeah. you put them in a cage, and they're like, oh crap, yeah. I, I can't move yeah. like that. And that's the yeah. stuff you refine because they're yes. working off the ropes. Yeah, some mm. guys are so talented working off the ropes, they're bouncing yeah. off, and and then you're like, oh man, or working off the corner, yeah. or cutting them off. Yes, and that's. Then now we're talking fight IQ. Yeah. yeah. But that's 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 different. That comes along the way. Yeah, sure. that's that's a little that's a little bit more yeah. higher yeah. tier. Mm. But the, once your foundation yeah. is then you work fight IQ, then yeah. you work vision, mm-hmm. then you work your setups, your mm-hmm. fakes. You know, can you sell a fake? Well, yeah. to sell a fake, the reel has to look like the fake. Yes. 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 If you can't throw a good solid kick, how do you expect to show a real fake? How are you gonna fake someone out? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I'm gonna fake you. Well, your your real one looks like shit. So <laughs> <laughs> nice try, bro. That's why I just say all my real ones are faint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't hit you that hard because I was, was fainting. Yeah, that was a kick. No, that's a, a fake. It's, it's all faints. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're smart. <laughs> I'm so scared of the real one. Yeah. And you're, you're walking. Yeah, my real one's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're lucky this time. <laughs> Uh, two months sh- later wait that's the same fake <laughs> it's that long game no no that, then I showed them the real one it's, it's 10 years later when I finally perfected that game you're like I'm game. Canadian yeah. <laughs> that's why come back come back in 5 years yes. you, 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 you'll, you'll see it but yeah Right. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Oh, uh, my Canadian brothers, I'm yeah. sorry, man. I mean, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I was like, what are you, what are you saying? <laughs> uh, but cool, man. Any, um, I guess we can we can start wrapping up. Any like other parting words you have, Belton? Or? Oh man. Like, so, um, yeah. no, I you know, uh, for me, um, you know, I think being starting back in mid '90s and watching this, well, growing up fighting and seeing stuff with my family my cousins the streets or my neighborhood and then seeing MMA in its early forms and watching it evolve you know and then coming back it's like I'm reverse engineering a lot of things too you know um, guys always have a student mindset um, don't always, always think that you're, you're too good to learn um, I think what the, the moment that you start telling yourself that your growth stops and when you're not growing you're dying one two no one's that good. There's always something you can kick your ass. So yeah. You, you got to get over that and understand how can I be better? How can I constantly improve self? And then also take take some of the things outside uh, your external life and, and fix that. You know, yeah. have a, a meditation uh, plan. Have a, a breathing. A, yeah. Go, breathing go to a breathing workshop. Yeah. I know yeah. talented breathing exercises yeah. Um, yeah. from the Russian systems of Sistema mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, and then research, research. I mean... That's why there's guys out there like Wim Hof. There's guys out there who, who have books and, and knowledge. If you don't educate yourself and then be a thinking fighter. Don't be mm-hmm. a, just a brute because a brute, I mean, you know. Somebody, yeah, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, dude, it, you dumb yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. He just flexed on me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> up, man. All six, four did Ender just take his shirt off? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why he winked at me. <laughs> <laughs> he did his little peck. Then he winked at me. Yeah. You see, I actually did it through my sweatshirt, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, oh. podcasts you can't see, but they're they're yeah. looking. It was it was there. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> so yeah, work for it. And just keep growing. I mean, it, let's say you achieved a level. You know, they you know they, that old saying: once you're black belt, it's just a dirty white belt. Go back to learning. Yeah. But really, it's the case. Yes. Balintowak. When you become a guru, so when I had to test for my level seven, mm-hmm. you go through one through six. Level six means you complete the system, right? Mm-hmm. So once I quote unquote completed the system, mm-hmm. 
now you understand the art. So after that, you have to then develop a six of your own. In other words, you can't be a black belt or red and black belt unless you bring somebody up to be a black belt. Mm-hmm. Kind of that. So I brought this guy up to six, and then you have to show your 24 techniques. GM Bobby says you got to show an expression of his art in you. Meaning, mm-hmm. he goes, Belton, <laughs> let me see your 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 Piketty Tershakali and your, your Mother Nani's Dr. Kelly stuff. And then your Muay Thai and your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So on YouTube, if you, if you t- type in Balintwak meets BJJ or something, yeah. I'm going, pop, 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 sick, boom, grab, boom, throw him, you know, oh gosh, hip throw, bang, pop, pop, pop. And so when, when, um, when you become at that level, and this is why I love that philosophy, it was a whole new journey again. Now I had the base. I had this whole system complete. But Jim Bobby goes, express, give me your 24 techniques. I was like, man, this guy is brilliant. Because you know what I had to do as I was trying to find my 24? I really found 75. Because mm-hmm. if I showed one technique, I went, yeah, but that can be counterable. What about this? So I had three to five variations for each technique because I'm like, not good enough. Because I started thinking about ways to counter my, my own self. So think about that in the fight game too. Fighters out there are like, hey, man, I got a good sweat up on, set up on my switch kick. I'm like, hey, what if you just show the switch, but boom, throw a punch, boom, boom, angle out, pivot, and then throw a leg kick. What if I do that in a variation of that? So now your one move has seven variations. Now you're a deadly fighter instead of the jab, cross, hook, round kick, one, two, three, ten. Oh, it's coming. There's one fight I did that. I told him, hey, switch head, switch kick to the head. <laughs> so my guy threw it, right? So, of course, my guy knows. Chris Hartman, shout out to you, brother. I go, switch kick to the head again. I go, you really think my fighter's going to do the same damn thing? Guess what I heard the other guy say in the other corner? Watch out for the head kick. Keep your hands up. So my guy, switch, bop, boom, KO. And I was like... So because we, again, goes back to that coach relationship. Mm-hmm. We understood each other mm-hmm. there's so much. He knows I would not yell that twice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so as fighters, yeah, the, my advice is get your base, your foundation, express yourself, seek knowledge. Mm-hmm. Make sure your coach is okay with you seeking knowledge too. So find somebody that allows you to be yourself, mm-hmm. okay? Because you need to be the best version of you, not the best version of what your coach was or could have been. Yeah. Okay, so it's not my journey, it's your journey. Mm-hmm. And the moment I keep thinking it's my journey, you need to leave that coach or leave me. Yeah. If, I, if I start saying that, look back and say, remember what you said in the podcast? Not about your journey, so why are you concerned about how you look? <laughs> so like, what? Play it I, back. What? Yeah. I, what was that, 2020? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot about 2020, no. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my advice. And, and, and carry these traditions, pass mm-hmm. it on because there was... A lot of wisdom put into it. Mm-hmm. These men have died, have put blood, sweat, and tears, have crafted it, and then say, that's where it comes from, now evolve it. Mm-hmm. And then make then make it your own. Find the art within your art. That's mm-hmm. what Dr. Kelly always says from Remy Prices. Find the art within your art, make it your own. Bruce Lee says, discard what's useless, keep what's useful. But what he really meant was, keep it, don't discard it. Put it in the back pocket. You may never know if you pull it out mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my parting words, and yeah, man. Cool. You know. Yeah. Well, want to like lay down what your social media is if people want to follow you. Oh man. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Should take a look. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a review to take. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So yeah, Bel- yeah. Bel- Belton Lubas, B E L T O N L U B A S. What's my Instagram handle? <laughs> Warrior Strength Trainer. Warrior Strength Trainer is my Instagram handle. Um, and then WarriorStrengthMartialArts.com is is the website. I think we're revamping it, but. Yeah, man. Um, you know, we're an academy. So we teach Philippine martial arts, uh, Balintawak, Pikita Tershikali, and the Natural Spirit International. We do Muay Thai, we do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and we do 
other stuff too. We have a fight team. So check it out, man. Uh, follow. Um, ask questions. Uh, I have a business cell that's listed online, so you can definitely text me. I think one thing I like to do is keep myself pretty um, connected. Pre-connected. Yeah. yeah, because you know, I got students in Argentina, India, yeah. uh, other places around the world, Chile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, they're like... It's funny, like, oh my god, he answered my text. I'm like, dude, I'm just a man. <laughs> I'm just a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, you'll find me in a lot of FMA videos. You just mm-hmm. Google belt and stick, belt and stick fight, and belt and knife. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, I had the honor of being in the Philippine Martial Arts Hall of Fame and uh, oh, went nice. to Hawaii to teach. And, cool. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's my passion. Um, um, it's hard, guys, to be a multi, multi-art person. It can be done, but I suggest... Again, I, I don't claim an art unless I have a good foundation in it. So I do dabble in other arts, but I, I, I can't claim it because I'm just dabbling, you know. But yeah. that's why when I chose Balintalk, I said, I'm going to finish the system. I'm not going to go, I'm just going to grab a little bit, you know. Just going to see it all the way. See it all yeah. the way through once okay. I decide something. Hence yeah. why I'm still on my path in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I might have taken a 10-year break, but I'm, gonna, I'm a brown working on yeah. my black and mm-hmm. Muay Thai. I'm going to keep going until I can cannot learn anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, which is never until I die. And so, <laughs> yeah. in Philippine martial arts, you know, um, I fight every year when I go to Philippines. My dad's in Iloilo, so yeah. uh, you're kind of required to. You're kind of required to fight. So, yeah. But it's full contact stick fighting. It's, yeah. Yeah, check out some of the videos. It's pretty cool. Cool. So, other than yeah. that, yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. No problem. Yeah. Thank you for Thanks your for time. being here. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, that's been Belton, everybody. Thank you. Moose. <laughs>